Welcome to another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. I'm Amelia Larry. And this is another episode in our summer 2018 series. Summer fun, right Amelia? Yep. We're going to be doing two things today in this episode. One, we're going to be debuting Jam Jams Volume 4. That's exciting. We're going to talk about that. That'll be first up. And we also just saw... Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we'll be bringing our review of that movie. Anything to say? I think you covered it. All right. We'll be right back after this quick message to talk Jam Jams Volume 4. Hi, this is Levi, the host of Thrift Therapy, where we talk about all things related to thrift life. Collecting vinyl, rummaging through people's rejects at their yard sales, and even hitting up the flea market. If that sounds like your kind of thing and you want some cheap laughs, check me out. You can download my episodes at thrifttherapypod.com. All right, welcome back. Now we're going to be talking Jam Jams Volume 4 Spotify Playlist. As you know, we make Spotify playlists basically once every season. They kind of correspond to that. So this is our summer playlist. Anything you want to say about making these playlists in general? Well, like at the beginning, it was really hard because like there's two songs you really want to keep in. Like one song I wanted to keep in and one song you wanted to keep in and you're like, "No, no, no." But now it's hard to like find songs because we've had three playlists in the past. Right, we used up a lot of our classics on those other playlists. Oh, we snuck we snuck a couple good classics uh on this one. But what I like about that is we actually have to go out and discover music. So this has been a real way for us to kind of discover new jams. As you may know, we like to ask our listeners. We have some listener-chosen jams in this playlist. And, of course, you can find this playlist on Spotify. You can find this podcast on Spotify. And what I've been noticing is that these Jam Jam episodes really do really well once we got them onto Spotify because um, people like the connection between the music and the podcast. So we're pretty excited about that. You can, of course, find all the links to this playlist as well as all the other playlists that we've done in the past in the show notes. What were some of the themes that we were going for um, and some of the reasoning behind why we chose some of the songs well some of the songs are on there because they're just like well it's summertime you like upbeat songs you don't want like opera like that would be boring in the summer i think opera on our playlist might never be a thing yeah but like i don't think anyone would listen to that unless you're an person in the opera but you kind of just want an upbeat song for the summer so that was basically the theme for jam jams for i would totally agree definitely summer vibes or stuff that we've been into lately musically or stuff that kind of connects to what we've been doing lately we did a trip to nashville and memphis and there's definitely some songs that kind of connect to that you know we went to memphis so of course there's an elvis track on here we saw some music in Nashville. You can hear some of that on here. So there's a lot of good connections that way. One thing that I think we're ready to say here on July, what is it, July 13th, 13th is that Casey Musgrave's slow, golden hour, excuse me, golden hour is our album of the summer. 
Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, and like we made a podcast about it. Um, listen back. It's just like really, really good. And as someone said on a different podcast, that her new album is kind of rose wave. <laughs> rose wave, right? But which, which you know, you don't know what rose is like, but it's a it's a summer wine, so to speak, and so it, it definitely has that summer vibes. And on the Jam Jams playlist, we always have one artist that we have two songs on. And so, Casey, we have two tracks from that new album on uh, on this one. Yeah. Now, you can go... We're not going to get really talk or play samples from the Casey Musgraves album because, like Amelia said, you can go back and listen to that episode, which it was our summer phase one episode. We also talk about the Avengers. We also talk about the Triple Crown race. The link to that will be in the show notes. So, But we want you to know that is definitely our album of the summer. What were some other songs and themes that we put on here? Well, something that we have been getting into is the skit from SNL, More Cowbell. In More Cowbell is just like a really, really funny skit. We put the skit song and the real song on Jam Jams 4. Right. In the the skits, classic Will Ferrell, Saturday Night Live skit... Um, it's about the band Blue Oyster Cult recording their song, Don't Feel uh, the Reaper. So that's something that we've been loving to watch. So we put that on there. We also put another classic 70s rock song that features Cowbell heavily, and that is Grand Funk Railroad's American Band, one of my favorite classic rock jams that just totally features a cowbell. Like all of our other jam jam playlists, it's a mix of pop, country, rock and roll, soul, R&B, sometimes hip-hop, not on this one, new stuff, classic stuff. What do you think about how we mix these things together? I think it's what all music listeners can enjoy because it has a lot of different genres that maybe you like, maybe you dislike, but if you dislike it, then you have other genres you can listen to. You could just, like, say, next. That's right, but we hope you don't because we think all these songs are great. We've got a couple of listener uh, suggested songs. We always go out on social media and see what you're you're into. What would you like to see on the on the playlist from Nashville, Tennessee? DJ Dad Rock suggested a super chunk song from the new album, "What a Time to Be Alive." And we actually found a killer acoustic version that we put on. Um, what were some of the other listener supported tracks? Casey suggested something off of Nico Case's new album called well the song that we put was bad luck and the album is called hell on right and we also had regular listeners team Plumley suggest something from gene clark uh, a demo album that came out of his called a long time and mooney who's a regular listener and song suggester gave us a new artist we'd never heard of her name is roe and the song is diary and it's actually a banging track so we're totally excited to have that on but as you know what we do with our jam jams debut is feature three songs that we want to talk about and play a little snippet. So, Amelia, give us uh, the first one and why you put it on. Um, Well, my song is Cups from the movie Pitch Perfect. My friend at my school taught me how to do the bass for it, basically the percussion. That just made me, like, got stuck in my mind, and then I listened to the song. And I used to be, like, obsessed with this song when it came out with the movie. This is one of those classics that we never got on previously. So now that you've been doing the cups, now we got it on. It's a great video. We'll put the link to the video in the show notes. So here it is.
My first selection is the classic band, The Birds, who executive producer Mary Moyer is actually working with a little bit of a, a reunion of some of those guys doing a tour. And so we actually got to see their first show at the Marty Stewart Midnight Bash in, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, when we were in Nashville. And it was magical. It was so cool. So we're going to play a little bit of Turn, 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 which is also kind of special for me because my grandmother recently passed away. And I read the Bible verse where Turn, Turn, Turn actually got its lyrics from, where Pete Seeger converted that into the song that the birds then had a hit with. So it has a little bit of a special meaning for me in a couple different ways. So here's a little bit of the birds. Turn, turn, turn. song is all kinds of girls and the funny story behind this is we were in memphis with team plumley we were in their little buttermaker house which is behind their house buttermaker's lounge yes. yeah and they had a jukebox so we turned it on we got everything ready and i picked out a song and i was like i don't know what should i do and i just put in something and then there was this song called All Kinds of Girls. That was what I put in. I was kind of got onto it. And then you were like, I love this song. So here you go. This is really one of my favorite songs. The Real Kids, All Kinds of Girls. I do love that jam. That is such a good jam. All right. My song is my Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. I was so excited. That was like the highlight of my spring, maybe the highlight of my year, one of them. Amelia was definitely along for the ride. You were loving playoff hockey, right? Yeah. There was like 0.6 seconds left in the game. We're like, no. That's right. We watched the we watched the final game where they clinched it in Nashville, Tennessee, and I watched it with my one of my best friends in the world, Dave Core, and one of the main things that we bonded over was hockey and the Capitals, so it was really special. So here is the Capitals fight song, Rock the Red. Stanley Cup champions, David. Um, but my next one is more mellow than that. So this song is just like a new summer jam. Like, I think everyone is kind of like bopping their heads when they sing this or when they hear this. I won't give the name of the song to you because I think it's so popular you can guess it when we play it. Get it? Did you? I'll get you three more seconds. Three, two, one. Okay, that was the middle. 
by Marin Morris and Zed. And this song came out in the winter, probably around November, October. And, like, it just started going like, oh, this song, this song. I think it's maybe because it started being on the radio. But, yeah, everyone seems to love this song. It is sort of everywhere. It started off, it kind of debuted, I think, in a Target commercial. It was kind of weird. And yeah. so then, it, like, it was the commercial, and then they maybe they released it to radio. But I, I agree. It definitely, you're hearing it much more now than you were in the winter. Both Zed and Marin Morris, veterans of the Jam Jams playlist, have been on uh, previous playlists. Um, Marin Morris is kind of interesting because it's between her and Casey Musgraves. These are kind of country artists who have definitely embraced more of a, a pop sound or, or a different sound than straight country. So kind of a little bit of a similarity there. All right, my last jam is maybe one of my favorite records of the year and definitely one of my favorite summer uh, favorite records lately. And that is Courtney Barnett's uh, Tell Me How You Really Feel. This album is just fantastic, start to finish. I've been listening to it just a ton. I'm going to probably go see her in Prospect Park in a couple weeks. And this is her song, Charity, which is, is just a great, great jam. So here it is, Courtney Barnett's Charity. At the end of every season, I'm So that is our Jam Jams Volume 4 Spotify playlist. Any parting shots on this playlist? Um, this means we'll be listening to it a lot over the rest of the summer. Are you are you liking it? Yeah, and one thing I have to say about that last, last song, I kind of questioned the name. Why? Charity. I don't know. I think it has some thinking behind it. 
Yeah, that song is kind of a deep song. If you listen to the lyrics, it's about, I think, a friend that's struggling through something, and I think the singer's voice, I mean, not her voice, but, like, the the voice that she's singing in is struggling with something. So I think I agree with you. There's something about that one. It's kind of a, an emotional song, even though it's kind of upbeat and, and super kind of poppy and and uh, has a great melody but it does have a certain melancholy in in the lyrics all right one we're gonna leave you with a little bit of this track because the other saturday night live skit that we've been watching a ton on youtube and we'll put one in the show notes is the classic keenan thompson who just got nominated for an emmy award so congratulations keenan uh what's up with that Ooh-wee. what's, what's up, up with that, that? What's, what's up, up with that, that? We love this skit. It's so funny. It's been a classic forever. And one of the jokes is that Bill Hader playing Lindsey Buckingham. And we'll put the one we'll put in the show notes is the one where the real Lindsey Buckingham shows up. So unfortunately, they do not have the What's Up With That theme song on Spotify, or it would definitely be on the playlist. But what they did have, which is a great summer jam and a great way to leave you with, is Lindsey Buckingham's classic theme song to the National Lampoon's Vacation, Holiday Road, great summer song about hitting the road, summer vacations. So let's leave you with What's Up With That's Lindsey Buckingham, Holiday Road. And we'll be right back to talk Ant-Man and the Wasp. We are back, and we are going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, the new Marvel movie. That's right. That's the second Marvel Cinematic Universe movie released this summer. It's a sequel to the original Ant-Man and follows a storyline that actually goes through um, Avengers Civil War and even a little bit Avengers Infinity War. Now, let me warn you, we are probably going to talk about spoiler aspects. Would you agree, Amelia? Yes. So, like, if you really, 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 really wanted to see this movie, but you haven't had the time, turn off this podcast. Turn it off right now. Yeah, I would suggest seeing the movie and coming back, even if you just kind of really want to see it. All right, let's just get quick takes out. What was your quick take on the movie? I think it was really good, and it was kind of like another version of Thor Ragnarok or Spider-Man Homecoming because it was so funny when they're... At the end, the little skit after the movie, like, hey, are you there? And then he waits a while to add suspicion. And then he's like, yep, I'm here because he's like a tor- in a total different dimension. It is a very funny movie. That's my quick take as well. It's hysterical. It's got a lot of great comedic actors. It's got a great cast. I'm going to run that down here in a second. Um, it also just felt like a good summer movie. It felt like a comic book movie. It was colorful. It was funny. It was action-packed. I really, I had a lot of fun. That was the probably the main thing. I had fun watching this movie. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. What are some things, um, you did say that there was one thing that it was sort of bothering you about the movie or something you couldn't quite finger on. Yeah, well, the one thing I missed in Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, don't get me wrong, I love this movie, but they kind of missed that part in Marvel movies when they're, like, suck it, and, like, like they're doing horrible, and then they kind of climb to their victory, make a great plan, but they didn't really have that in this movie. No, it was kind of like the city of San Francisco that it was taking place in. It was a lot of hills, right? It was a lot of ups and downs and ups and downs. It didn't really have your typical story arc of, like, building and where, like, there's the everything's wrong, and then the big finale. It kind of, I would agree. Also, on that same tip, it didn't really have a main 
villain. You had some characters like Ghost or even the um, tech arms dealers that were, you know, bad at different times. But they, they often, well, Ghost had, you know, you ended up feeling sorry for her really in the end. And even the other bad guys are kind of like, I don't know, kind of Keystone Cops, kind of like goofy villains. Yeah, the other, I, I did miss a main villain. The other villains were like gangsters. And then like the ghost, you feel sorry for her because she hasn't been able to like hold an object because she's all like shaking. She's half in the quantum world. Yeah, it's weird. But like she's all like like purple and then blue and she kind of like does her last music. Uh, movement, movement. Even though her real body is like a beat faster. One thing I liked about this movie is got a great cast. At the top of the cast is Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, and of course Kurt. Du- uh, sorry, Michael Douglas. But then it also has Michael Pena again, who's hysterical. I love Walton Goggins. He was so great as the gangster. And then even like Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer. There was so many. Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne. The cast was so deep. And even some of the people that I don't know, necessarily their names or some of their other work, were really well cast. I just had a lot of fun watching these actors have fun on screen. There's one part of the movie where this guy from the villains, that are not really villains, like puts truth serum in him yeah <laughs> and then he's like well um blah, blah 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 and he's all like talking blabbering and it's really weird yeah that was a great scene when michael pena has the and he basically tells the whole story of how of the basically the first movie of ant-man that was hysterical michael pena if you if you like the first ant-man he was great in that he is great in this one as well there just really is a ton of laughs. Now, we had predicted on our Avengers review that we thought maybe the Ant-Man movie might actually have some tie-in. And through most of the movie, that looked like it was going to be wrong. But how is it right? Well, you know like when Marvel does the credits and then they add on like a skit? Well, an extra scene. Yeah, and then they had one extra scene. It was where Ant-Man was going into the quantum world... And he was getting, like, healing power for people. I think for Ghost. Yeah, for Ghost. Yeah. Because she wasn't fully recovered. No, they needed still needed something from the quantum to balance her out. And so he was stuck in there. So, like, he basically got in. He got all the energy in this little tube. And his friends, the Wasp and her parents, were going to get her back, get him back out. But then... As we saw in the end of Avengers, all like half the Avengers disappeared. Half the people on Earth. Yeah, and so then the ant, oh uh, no, the wasp and her parents all disappeared. So now he's basically stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, we thought we had no connections to Avengers, and then the end had gave you a huge gut punch. It basically had the exact same ending as the Avengers movie. So it just kind of adds to that. It kind of added to the cliffhanger, really, right? Yeah, it's like. Really? You're leading us in that much suspicion? Like, Avengers probably did so well in the box office, and, like, everyone saw it, and everyone knew the end, and then you're putting that in Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's like, no, you're adding more suspicion. That's true. One thing I want to say is I really, I I like Paul Rudd. Of course, everyone, well, not everyone knows, but I was in a fantasy baseball league with Paul Rudd one time. But I think Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly as Ant-Man and the Wasp had a lot of chemistry. You know, they kind of were broken up through most of the movie, and then they kind of, you know, get back together, spoiler alert. But I think they had a lot of chemistry together, and, and it was really cute about... Here, look at we're a daughter, a father and the daughter. Uh, this movie was really about fathers and daughters, right? It was about it was kind of about uh, Ant Man, or sorry, Wasp and her father, and then Paul Rudd's character and his daughter. That was a theme throughout the movie. 
Yeah, and I also think it was just about family because they have worked this hard to save their mother from the quantum realm when she tried to get as small as a um, molecule to fit, like, in the last movie. To no, that was, in, that was just a flashback. Oh, yeah. To the, and I think they were trying to stop a nuclear weapon. Yeah, and she saved a lot of people. But then she got trapped in the quantum world. Yeah, because she got smaller than a molecule. Because she had to fit through the molecules to stop it. So I thought it was a really fun summer movie. It did, I think you're right, it reminded me of Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming. What would be one thing you'd tell people uh, a reason to go see this? A reason to go see this is you'll just be like, oh, I'm going to see another Marvel movie, right? They're so popular. And so you go in and then like the first maybe 20 minutes you have like five laughs. And it's really just like, it's funny. Like you're snacking on popcorn like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if there's one... I'll say, I'll give it to my boy, Walton Goggins. I love this actor. He was so good in Justified. He was so good in a bunch of Quentin Tarantino movies. He was good in the show Vice Principals. I just love him. And, and he was tour de force in this movie, as always. I want to get us out of here on two kind of quick hitters. One, we recently went back and watched Doctor Strange to start to fill in some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies we haven't seen. Quick impressions of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was awesome. There was one funny joke that was, like, really amazing. So, like, his, like, teacher kind of came in and gave him a little slip of paper with with a word on it. Yeah, this is when he was at this crazy, weird magic temple, yeah. Yeah, and he asked, what is this? And his teacher said... It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange was not full of jokes, but that was that was a funny joke. Um, so I really thought it added something. I, I actually felt like I understood more about the Infinity Stones themselves after seeing Doctor Strange. So if that's one you haven't seen, I think it's good to go back and watch after you've seen Avengers. We're probably going to go back and... There's a couple of other ones we've missed that we'll go and make up. We'll give you updates. Other thing is, we were just flipping through uh, Entertainment Weekly magazine. Our executive producer, uh, Mary Moyer, brought it home for us. And it had this great cover article about graphic novels and a kind of about positive role model cartoon characters. And two of our favorite graphic novels were featured in them. Which ones? Well, you might recall Nimona, if you've been a full listener. Right, episode we, one. Yeah, we talked about her on episode one. I think it was our, like, first session, like, like the first segment of the whole show. And so that's, like, a special book to us. Yep. And also The Lumberjanes, which is a really good, like, f- female heroine fantasy sci-fi book. Yeah, and, they, and they're at summer camp, which you're about to go off to, right? Yeah. So you're going to become a lumberjane, basically. <laughs> um, and what, the thing we read in Entertainment Weekly, one, we were just really happy to see these great graphic novels and the great artists and writers, these women that make these, make these books. But also, they announced that there's going to be maybe TV or movie deals for these, for these graphic novels? Yeah, they won't be, like, the exact same. But for Nimona, they're planning the same character basically a woman who was a shapeshifter they renamed her i think yeah right? it was like Shira. oh yeah Shira, and they would call her princess power yeah so i don't know about that but we'll see and and they also there's a lumberjanes movie i think right so a tv show a movie out of these great characters these great graphic novels so we're super excited for that we'll keep you we'll look for more production details and we'll maybe report on 
where those those things are. And then, of course, when they come out, we will be all over that like flies on peanut butter. That brings us to the end of another episode. Amelia is off for two weeks of summer camp. I may have a couple of special things up my sleeve. But if I don't, then we will see you probably in two or three weeks. And we will probably have an episode about camp and how to prepare. We may be experts on preparing for camp. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I don't understand how much bags you're taking to this summer camp. All right, so that brings us to the close. Definitely go see Ant-Man and the Wasp and definitely check out Jam Jams Volume 4 on Spotify. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.